Podcast. Hold on to your butts. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Westcott demands. Now this affects Iris. Um, Iris, where are you? What you feel only matters to you. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. Iris, I have a tip for you. Don't take drugs! Or whatever movies with Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host, Iris. And I'm here with my older brother. Wesley. And today we're talking about the Nordic legend from visionary director Robert Eggers. 2022's, no, 2021's. (laughs) The North Dude. This is like the dudest movie since Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> wow. All I have to say about The Northman is wow. Yeah, I would say that this is the most accurate movie to the trailer that I've ever seen. Because the trailer was just like all people hacking each other. Yeah, and- it's just everyone going, ah, and ah, and ah. <laughs> And belching and barking and crawling and growling and farting. Yeah, that was a pretty gnarly fart. What I forget when that was. They were like they were out bodily functioning each other. Right, and so that was a bodily function. And generally, farts are played for comedy. I don't think this this one was. The Northman had not a single ounce of comedy. <laughs> it was utterly devoid pretty of humor. Pretty dire. Pretty well. I mean, unless it's like in an ironic way, like because these characters are so ridiculously serious like you could kind of laugh when he's like doing his mantra kind of it's unintentional though i'm worried that i'm gonna offend people like i'm like this is the dumbest religion but it's like all historically based in nordic legend and stuff and he like went on the side quest to steal the sword from the butthead and he put the dude's head in his butt and I was like, that's stupid. But it's like legit. That's what you do to like risk to totally desecrate a body is you behead it and then put the face in the butt. I guess so, man. I don't know. I'm afraid that the historians are going to come for me and be like, nay, tis legitimate. <laughs> so did you did you research this? Can I approach this movie like I do most where I like ask you a bunch of questions that I'm pretty sure you don't know the answer about and then you do know the answer about them miraculously? It'll it'll serve as segues in conversational topics. Okay. What is a norn? What is a norn? It's a it's a yeah. moron from the north. No. <laughs> no. Or do they say nord? Is nord. it nords? Nords? Yeah. Nords are 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 Icelandic pre-Christian. Uh, peoples. Okay. And is Valhall, Valhalla? And what is Valhalla? Valhalla is Viking heaven. Didn't you see <laughs> Thor? <laughs> but, but they always, they almost use Valhalla like interchangeably, like it's part hell and part heaven. Well, I, there's a lot of fighting, right? You die in combat, you go to Valhalla. I'm sure there's like mead and wenches and such. In Valhalla. Yeah. In heaven. Yeah. But it was AD. This took place in AD. Okay. So that would be like Christian, Christian. Oh man, you're coming at me for the religious aspects of the North Man? Yeah, so talk about cinematic transformations, not on screen, but Alexander Skarsgård really transformed to kind of a lean, handsome looking dude into, what did they call him? The Bear Beast Wolf. 
oh yeah the the lord of the wolves or whatever no i came yeah. up with with the thorminator the thor wow yeah. but then i changed it what's better is it is it thorminator or is it terminator <laughs> how about northminator north no way come on northminator dude he was murdering kids and just like growling and just bravehearting his way through the towns or whatever. He was like killing in the name of, and I don't know in whose name he was killing. Well, his father's, of course. Like, I get it. He's on a quest for revenge. But when he and the boys sack the town, like, who are they fighting for? Because I thought that they were, he was killing the soldiers. And then the soldiers kind of came in and were also messing with the women and children and stuff. Yeah, I didn't get quite... I kind of just chalked it up to a nameless crusader-type activity or something, where they were, like, doing it in the name of, of, of their religion. But that was all just an act. I mean, he was pretending to be a part of this crew to get close to his uncle. Really? Because he was hacking people in half with his axe. His whole life was a ruse and, a, and, and in service to his revenge. Yeah, so I guess he was, like, aligning himself with people who could get him closer to his goal? I think so. I mean, he had no other purpose in life, which is why it was fitting for him to die. Like, well, of what course. Does, is he really going to go off and, like, make babies with the Queen's Gambit? No. <laughs> no. Braveheart doesn't get to go off and make babies. Uh, Gladiator doesn't get to go off and make babies. There's no way Hamlet's going to go and make babies. <sighs> Well, he already made the babies, let's just be clear. Yeah, I'm sure. But that's logistically impossible. Because she was the one who was on her period and rubbed her junk all over that dude's face. And if she was just menstruating, how came she to be impregnated? You tell me. Well, uh, well, I don't think that the time was perfectly... The time wasn't passing in real time. I think that more time passed between that incident and her fertility. I don't know. Women's fertility <laughs> cycles are all kinds of off when they're in times of peril and, and trauma. I guess so. Everybody's in trauma. Everyone's in peril. No one's safe. You just kill the horse for ritualistic purposes. And then you kill the singer for ritualistic purposes. Yeah, and she, did she, was she willingly a sacrifice? I or? don't know, man. But it doesn't matter because, I mean, maybe people are just cycling toward their destinies. Like, he's like, oh, I mean, you can't do anything to me today because it's obvious I can't die today because today's not my destiny. I haven't gone to the Lake of Fire yet. Right. Which is kind of convenient because once he gets there and Dracula, a.k.a. Clay's Bang, is like coming around the corner. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, here it comes. He's going to lope his head off. But no. We, we still had another at least 40 minutes of screen time we had to... Well, also, like, you know he's going to go to Valhalla. He's going to die in battle because that's his plan to go to Valhalla. But the volcano erupted, uh, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom style, and Kelly Ray was like, oh, they're doing it. They're making the lake of fire. Oh, yeah, she called it. Because that's where he has to fight him. I still didn't get it until they were like... Until he saw the bodies there, I was like, oh, this is where they're going. The most egregious disregard of lava since Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. He was like yeah, naked. Yeah, he's just like stepping over street. Were they both naked? Yeah, well, they were, I think they were supposed to be naked. But that de stepping over the lava definitely would have toasted his marshmallows. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't even get... How close can you get to molten lava and not get... I mean, you can't get within feet of that. 
I imagine. I mean, it's like standing next to a roaring bonfire. It's it's so hot the rocks are melted. It's not fun. Let's put it that way. Especially barefoot and naked. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. I mean, I guess the naked thing was like um, symbolic because they were going to wherever they came from or something. Yeah. Like it seemed fitting somehow. Didn't this feel... I wanted to compare it to two movies. It felt as dire and bleak as like the Nightingale. Nightingale. Yeah. And then it was it had all the weird ancient fantasy and religious stuff like Green Knight. It felt like a, a mashup between Nightingale, the Nightingale, and Green Knight. What's strange about it is the Nightingale was difficult to watch because it was so brutal. And there was much brutality in this movie as well, but it was like a dude brutality that it was like a dudeality that I could get behind. Because, like, murdering people, I can get behind. When there's, like, seven rapes, that's a little bit harder for me. But this one's like, oh, they're just killing people. That's totally cool. But The Green Knight, I felt, was a little bit dour. uh, But it was still picturesque. And when Garwin steps out on it with his horse and starts uh, heads down the road and stuff. And I was like, that's gorgeous. And that's gorgeous. And I think Iceland is beautiful, but I felt like the imagery was a little bit tired in this movie. I was like, I don't care. And I wonder if it was thematically or if it just was just so bleak, like it, it made it, it mixed with the tone in a Mary Shelley kind of way. I'm not sure what was happening, but I don't think this was shot for cinematic picturesque beauty. I think it was in service of the story and generally it seems like that his existence was pretty miserable all the time i think he was looking forward to valhalla because if he didn't go to valhalla he would have dropped dead at from a heart attack by the age of 40 because that dude was in a constant state of agitation and breathlessness he was always (laughs) always pumped and pissed off like you can't just be like (laughs) all the time man that's not healthy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the most relaxed he seemed to be was in the scenes with the the witches and the he-witches. Yeah, the he-witch. And I was like, the he-witch is somebody, right? He's got to be like some Icelandic actor or something. And then he wasn't. I don't know. Maybe he was. I mean, and the she-witch, who I guess is just a witch-witch, was Bjork, right? Yep. And he pronounced her wow. name on like the late show or something. It was like Bjork, Bjork. And I definitely had to take a second second look at Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah. And you think, well, that's a little bit weird. But he's a pasty-looking, blue-eyed dude who fits in. He's He looked more in place in The Northman than Dev Patel did in The Green Knight. I guess so. But isn't Ethan Hawke kind of petite? I guess so. But he wasn't the fighter king. Stormguard the Brotherless or whatever was like the fighter king. Yeah. Can you pronounce his name? Fjolnir, the brotherless. Fjolnir. Fjolnir. Yeah. The brotherless. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I went into this pretty cold. So I was like, oh, that's Ethan Hawke. And then I was like, oh, that's Clay's Bang. And then I recognized Nicole Kidman, who is in kind of a, um, this is one of her most glamorous roles, I feel like. I mean, she was still done up like the queen, even if she was, she just changed kings. So I didn't get it. Was she really, truly in love? Yeah, I I guess so. So he had three goals. He was like, I'll avenge you, father. I'll protect you, mother. I'll kill you, uncle bad guy. And like all his drive and determination and all his like workout motivation, two thirds of it was wrong. 
Well, I guess he avenged his dad, but he didn't like it's not like the dude was able to keep the throne. Like he wasn't going to reclaim his kingdom and, and thus his destiny. So it didn't matter if he went to Valhalla because he like offed some farmer. But he was this he was still a chieftain. There was still something I guess for little needed. some like weird agrarian community in the hills or whatever under a volcano. But Nicole Kidman, she had a twist to her character. I guess it justified her being there, but I certainly obviously didn't care about her. And he wasn't there to protect her or to avenge the death of her husband or whatever. It was just like, well, she's bad. And he's like, oh, I got to kill her. So I killed her. And then, spoiler, and then now I got to kill the uncle because, you know, what did I eat all the protein for? Well, he said he wasn't going to kill her. But then he killed her. Yeah. And he didn't really give too much thought to killing her. No, but it had to go that way because she tried to mack on him and it was weird. That was pretty weird and sad and twisted. Was that what her twist was? That she was just... I don't know. (laughs) I'm worried that this movie stands for Nordic representation. It's like, this is our movie and our history. And I was like, it's kind of dumb. Aww. Come on, you're going to give the North man a good... I'm not. I don't know. There was the, you know, the scene where you have to see his prowess, where he's not like in a fight, where he's trying to be part of the people or some junk, and they play like Viking Quidditch or field Quidditch or whatever. And yeah, it was kind of like a field hockey. Yeah, I guess. Or field, or it's like kind of like polo or oh, but, but with, croquet. But with grunting and murder, and it's like that dude didn't know not to murder the kid. Like they're standing around, the kids like I want to play, and the guy's like ah, and like and like goes to kill the kid. He doesn't know not to kill the kid. No, he was taking his opportunity to kill the kid because he was exposed. I don't know, man. Was was it really murderous croquet? Were all those people on the field dead? <laughs> I I don't know because I saw the bodies like strewn about, and he definitely headbutted that dude to death. <laughs> But did you have to die? It's kind of like, what was that movie we watched where we were like, we weren't sure if they had to die in the duels? Oh, no, the quick and the dead, just shooting everyone to death. So he was just like biding his time. And I don't know why he didn't kill Clay's bang when he had the sword out and he was about to be discovered. Because it just wasn't his time. It wasn't the time that was fated for him to kill him. (sighs) He had to act out his, his fate. But I do not understand the Nicole Kidman thing. If she was just a wily and surviving, then she could have played whatever role he needed her to play. The damsel in distress, so save me, save me son, and she would live. But she, like, she was asking to be killed, and then she attacks him. Even the little boy, I think, who's like Chucky stabbing him in the back. Yeah. If they had just chilled out, he would have spared both of them. Remember? Yep. He was like, I'm not going to kill a woman. And then he's right? like, except, ah. That was his brother. It was his stabbed him like six times. And he's like, ah, oh, pesky mosquito. I think that was also supposed to, he was supposed to be kind of fatally wounded when he went into battle because it just, it, it was just underscoring that he could never come out. He could never come out of it. He went in fatally wounded. And so you're like all, almost accepting your fate. But at the same time, it removed all the other stakes. Like you knew he wasn't going to get he wasn't going to die from his mom or from the kid or whatever any more than the brotherless uncle was going to die anywhere other than in the lake of fire. Right. It was like, we're moving towards a thing, but we kind of understood it's not time yet. So we'll just kill some time until it's time to kill. That's what was happening when, when he was 
being strung up and they were what were they doing they were just torturing him were they questioning him they were just yeah, torturing him they right? were bravehearting him and then the guy tried to unsheathe un- his sword tried to pull out his sword yeah but he couldn't because i read into it that he couldn't because he was he, he was unworthy prohibited by the gods to to kill him <laughs> yep that's what it was right it wasn't like some dif- like malfunctioning scabbard or something right can't you can't wield mjolnir either unless you're worthy or in this case ready to murder the right person he couldn't draw it at all under any circumstances until it was time to kill his uncle but then what sword was he killing everybody with? What's happening in this movie? I don't know. It's a lot of imagery and it's a lot of Valkyries riding to Valhalla with braces and um, a lot of confusion. Oh, you're talking about the scary looking braces demon? Yeah. You were all excited about watching the Northmen. I thought you were reliving some weird, glorious Conan the Barbarian past. The Northmen is available on Peacock and... I was like, oh, the Northman, that was just in theaters. And you can hear our discussion on Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse, available now at overwhatevermovies.com. And so he did his low-budget, surreal imagery type thing twice now. But those were little baby movies by comparison. 15, 20 millioners. This one was huge. It was like $90 million. He had studio notes. He didn't have Final Cut. And uh, he said it was really brutal and terrible, and I'm sure it was. Andrew Sar- Alexander Sarsgaard worked out for like 10 months or a year or something, six days a Whoa. week just pumping and getting all yoked. And, and I think they missed the prize or the drop the ball or something because they did all the right stuff, and it just was plotting and shooting on location. I'm sure it was miserable and horrible, and they're like, oh, it's so worth it, but it wasn't kind of for me. It was like the Revenant level goals, like filmmaking, right? Where you're just like, Leonardo DiCaprio's like, I gotta do the Oscar, so I'm really gonna eat this deer liver and really gonna suffer, and it's gonna be the worst conditions imaginable. It was like location method acting, where they, I'm sure they were miserable all the time. And they su- look pretty and, miserable. And super stinky for the sex scenes and junk. That was probably the the most peaceful moment of the whole thing. Yep. When they're in the, they're like just, they're just chilling in the hot spring. Yep. Well, that was the fleeting moment where he thought maybe life could be different. And where they were going to run away together for a minute, even though, in even in spite of the, in, of his uh, impending destiny. So you wouldn't say that the Northman was like, is a masterpiece? No. Some neat images, but they were, it, it was a little bit like the Green Knight and there was a lot of use of natural lighting. Like this didn't seem like a well-lit movie to me, but it also didn't seem inaccessibly dark or frustratingly dark like a few times in the Green Knight did. It's just, it was a bleakness in tone. It didn't, it wasn't lush. It wasn't epic. It wasn't, it was just revenge. I've, this is my problem. I felt like there was importance and historical uh, accuracy and reverence in the Northman that I simply missed. Maybe it's supposed to be profound, but but the accurate depiction, screen accurate depiction doesn't make it make for a good movie or an entertaining or compelling movie. I feel sorry for the kid that his dad got butchered or whatever, but his whole life directed at revenge seemed misguided. And yet it was entirely guided. Like that was his ultimate destiny. Kill his uncle and then die. It was very clear. And nothing else would do. Why did this movie kind of suck? 
because like the sneak took one look at this trailer and was like, oh, I'm not going to see that. That looks like something that I don't want to see. Because like I said, it looks just like the movie. Everything in the trailer, you get the idea of the Northman right off the bat. It was the dourest, bleakest revenge tale ever that didn't that that had no elements of satisfaction or uh, completion or wonder or admiration or enjoyment like i'm sure that a crazy amount like you know almost a hundred million dollars went into this movie and he had to deal with the notes but is still happy with the result of his first big budget collaboration with executives who are ponying up all this money and stuff and he's very happy and I didn't see what he got out of it. I'd be very, very curious. Like, obviously, I'd be worried about dudes who was like, this is my favorite movie. It's this one, and Joker is a close second. Because <laughs> it's just kind of, it's so dark and bleak to the point it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just Viking madness. I think the Northman's theme, so revenge is like the surface plot. The revenge is like the plot on the surface. And I think the subplot is conquest. This whole thing is about conquest. It's conquering the villagers in the sacking for whatever reason they were doing the sacking. <laughs> it's conquering, you know, your enemy. It's conquering even the weird sex scene was like conquery. So it's male dominance basically. It's all male dominance just kind of manifesting in different ways. Yeah. Except that men are subject to fate. And I think that that feels like kind of a incongruity or maybe that's what makes it feel less satisfying or something. Or well, maybe it's a lack of accountability too. If your hand is guided by fate, then what you do, nothing matters. Drobu Topaki style. And so I'm susceptible to the dudeness, man. I can get down with the dudeness. Uh, and this was, it struck a wrong chord and that, that chord w like persisted throughout. I don't remember anything musically in this movie. If it happened, uh, I, I just remember the, the snarling and the growling. Do you notice how his body, was he in character or does he really walk like that? Uh, no, that's just a hulking like Thorminator walk. And then he gets that's his silly the... little haircut and he's like, we should run away and start a farm. I mean, do your arms really have to be that far from your body? Dude, you never had the pump. Plus, you could hack yourself with those axes if you're not careful. <laughs> His neck was, like, really long and always kind of pushed forward, and he was always kind of hunched with the long neck thing. Hulking. Unpleasant. That's the word I was looking for. Just, it was just, just generally the whole unpleasant. Thing, the whole thing was just... <laughs> how, how does distasteful feel? Yeah, just, yeah, distasteful. But that also assumes, like, something about some subjectivity. I'm I'm sorry, listening public, if we stepped on your mythology, or whatever. It was this is one of those movies that traded too carefully uh, with history and and accuracy, and forgot to be fun or entertaining. What movies should be? Um, I'm all for history and and authenticity, but I understand why sometimes license is taken. I didn't see very many of the Hamlets. I don't remember any of the Hamlets, of which this the Hamlet story is based on Amleth, this this tale. But I don't. Was there is 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 Hamlet entertaining, or is it more just like monologues and depression and 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 chasing death? I mean, can you really criticize like the world's greatest drama? I don't know. Is it? Because if, if this is the story on which the world's greatest drama is, is based, it wasn't very enjoyable. 
It wasn't. That's the yeah. That's the thing. I mean, but that's why I keep, I keep on coming back to the Nightingale. I mean, the Nightingale was unpleasant. The Nightingale was historically accurate. Did it need to be so quite so quite so historically accurate? Mm, Could they I don't know. have made it a little bit more? Somehow it feels more relevant, or that you can still make some connections to your everyday life. But while what's his what's her nuts didn't get to kill what's his name, what's his nuts did in service of his people being, you know, sidelined and and carelessly butchered and stuff. And there was satisfaction. And like these like the Northman or any of these types of movies, there's no way that that dude can survive. Spoiler, right? So he goes his way and yeah. his, his death is a good death and maybe it was all in a bow and he's in Valhalla or wherever at the end of the Northman but it didn't seem like there were any twists or surprises I, I saw it and it's on Peacock streaming for free and and thanks okay. for the memories <laughs> so the Northman is a movie that you're not meant to in, to enjoy and it sounds like as a movie that most likely is meant to be appreciated you did not appreciate it, despite the filmmaker's intense, intense commitment to the tone of bleakness and the tone. I mean, basically, the whole movie is colored by the same revenge that compels our main character. Murder slog through Iceland without Oscar glory at the end for Alexander so Sarsgaard. I didn't, I didn't, it didn't make me mad. I didn't hate it. I was just like, man, it seems like a missed opportunity to do something more brave hearty here. So in that respect, mm. I think that the North man was a failure and thus gets a whatever rating for me. But not a nope. No, it wasn't a nope. It didn't make me mad. I feel like by comparison, the lighthouse was cohesive and thrilling and gothic enough. Which is crazy because that movie was totally unhinged. It's wild, but I, I think back on it fondly, whereas there's a slight distaste in my mouth for the After the North Man. Yeah, it's unpleasant to watch. What's your rating? Okay, it took me three attempts to get through the North Men. <laughs> I liked looking at Alexander Skarsgård. Sure. But there's no foothold there. There's nothing to hang on to. I liked this cast. I liked the filmmaker's commitment. Yeah, you have the North Men are boring. <laughs> so that's a bummer. The Northman gets a whatever from Wes, a boring from Iris. Ethan Hawke made it. He uh, he got off easy, man. He died early. Yeah. He probably didn't have to stay in Iceland the, for like six months or whatever. The king was put out of his misery. Yeah. Willem Dafoe, but Willem Dafoe too was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> and he's like, okay, make a cast of my head because I'm not coming back. <sighs> Well, check out our review on The Lighthouse and 200 plus episodes of Or Whatever Movies movie discussions at orwhatevermovies.com. Thanks for listening to our discussion on The Northman. Sorry we kind of poo-pooed on, on it a little bit. Sorry, Nordic culture. But we'd love to know what you think about The Northman, so let us know. 818-835-0473 or whatevermovies at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. 
So keep listening to Electric Cast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric Acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electric Cast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electric Cast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electric Cast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast.